Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season. All right. For today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Jerome Ford. Jerome is a running back who just finished his college football career playing ball for the University of Cincinnati. During this past season as a Bearcat, Jerome rushed for 1,242 yards and 19 touchdowns, averaging 6.2 yards per carry, and he had 20 total touchdowns. Jerome was named to the 2021 All-AAC First Team, and he also received AAC Championship Game MVP honors. Now, prior to Jerome's time with Cincinnati, he also played for two seasons at my alma mater, the University of Alabama. We will talk about all of that and more in today's episode. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today. I saw you at the Combine. We talked about having you on the show, so I'm glad that you are here with us. And let's kick off our conversation just talking about how you got into football. You're from Tampa. Tell us about when was the first time you suited up and picked up a football? I suited up for the first time in like elementary. I started off playing baseball, but my mom kept me in most sports just to keep me from being in the streets or anything like that. So I started off playing t-ball. And then once I started playing football, I kind of just let baseball go. Ever since I picked up a football and suited up, I've been all football. And what was it about the game that made you fall in love with it? I wanted to score touchdowns. I just like the physicality of the game. Baseball was just sitting and hitting the ball. It was boring to me. Football just brought more excitement. And when you first started playing, did you start at the running back position or what did you play? When I first started, I was bigger than everybody else. So I was like a defensive end. And I moved from defensive end to center and from center to running back. Okay. So you've got some broad experience playing the game. Now, my listeners know that the Move the Ball movement kind of started from, or did start, I should say, from me writing a book about football called Move the Ball. I've been a student of the game since I was four years old, fell in love with it then, and the rest is history. But in that book, I talk about a number of different strategies, lessons, principles that I've taken away from the game that I think are important to be successful, not only on the field, but in life in general. So I want to get your take on what football has meant to you and what lessons you've taken away from the game that you think will help you to be successful as you go into this next chapter, being a professional football player, as well as just to be successful in life. I feel like football means everything. It's been a place where I can make friends, build connections, provide for my family, while also doing something that I love to do every day. I feel like something like that. I feel like football is different in that way that it's able to It's not a job for me. It's something I already love to do, but it provides for me in so many ways. And if there were like three things that you would say that you've taken away from the game that you think are important for your success, what would those three things be? Being where my feet are, so focusing on what's in front of me, 
working hard and friendship, camaraderie. For sure, relationships and building those bonds are very important. So I mentioned that you're running back. And when you look at that position, what do you think are the important attributes needed to be successful at that skill position? As far as being successful at running back, I think the biggest thing is staying healthy. I feel like if a lot of running backs stay healthy, careers will last longer. Our shelf life is short as a running back. I feel like health as well. And so now, what makes you elite at the position? I think me being balanced and being very athletic, speed. I'm not like constricted to one thing. Some people might, you know, be very big and strong and not that fast. I feel like I'm big, strong, fast, catch the ball well, and I'm fast for a while. So let's talk about college football. You started out your college career at Alabama. Were there for two years, as I mentioned, before transferring to Cincinnati. What was your experience like with the Tide? What did you like about the program? I liked a lot about it. I liked winning, of course. I liked the opportunities that were provided being there and uh, just being around a great group of competitive guys. I still have some friends in Alabama right now, some people in the league, some people don't play anymore. I still was able to get those things that I talked about as far as like camaraderie out of Alabama. It was great. And when you look at a program like Alabama, which obviously has had a, a very successful history, especially over the last decade, what in your mind makes Alabama a great program? I think Coach Saban is doing a great job of like his system and how he's running things. I think that's been a big part of Alabama's 10-year decade run. You know, they're, they're really good. I've always been really good. And how did your time there help you to be a better player as you transferred over to become a Cincinnati Bearcat? The things that I was taught at Alabama from Coach Saban and his, his philosophy and coaching, I guess, I was able to take those to Cincinnati with me. It helped me become a better player in my transition. And you ended up transferring right before the 2020 season, which ended up being the COVID year, as many people say. What was it like for you, not only coming to a new school, which requires some adapting adjustment, but also just adapting to this environment that we all kind of had to go through in a pandemic? At first, it was nerve-wracking. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what I was going to do. My teammates, when I got there, they embraced me. They looked out for me. They helped me get adjusted anyway. Same thing with the coaches. They all just kind of embraced me and helped me in any way they could and checked on me every day to make sure that everything was going good. And were there any players in particular that kind of helped you to acclimate to the Cincinnati Bearcat culture? My running back group, Jared Dokes, Ryan Montgomery, and Charles McClellan, quarterback Dez, Kobe Bryant, pretty much everybody. Like It was nobody that was just like, who is this guy? Everybody was like, how can we get use him to get better? How can we help him? And how can we bring him up with us? That's great that you had such great people on the team to kind of help bring you into the team and help you be successful and to thrive. So let's talk about the 2020 season. The Bearcats ended up finishing with a 9-1 and record, 6-0 in the AAC, winning the AAC championship game against Tulsa. First AAC championship in program history. How did that feel? It felt great to be a part of something like that, a part of history. I think it was great for the, not only just us in the program, I feel like it was great for the city of Cincinnati to have a, a team go that far and have such a great season. It was also good for the school and the people on campus. I feel like during a time like that, during COVID season, something like that happening, kind of gave everybody something to do, something to look forward to. And I think that for all of us, there are moments in our lives where we have what I'll call growth moments. And so there are things that challenge us, push us, stretch us to become better. As you look at that first season with Cincinnati, what kind of growth moment could you say really helped you to become a better player? I think the whole thing, being there and being new, and then the COVID hitting, you're not able to work out as much or spend as much time with your teammates. And you spend time at home. And it's like they're telling you, you know, you got to work out at home, sending you stuff. And I think that's one of those things where I feel like was a growth moment. It's like, if you really want this and you really want to play, are you going to work out at home by yourself with no one looking to go over the playbook? 
when no one else is looking or nobody there to coach you up and force you to do those kind of things. So I feel like that would probably be a growth moment that year. And the team had incredible success, like we talked about already. What do you think was key to your team staying a cohesive unit and being successful in this COVID year? I think all of us buying into Coach Fick, our brotherhood. Coach Fick called it the season of sacrifice because, you know, you had to sacrifice a lot to be able to play football. You know, you couldn't be going outside and you didn't want to risk catching COVID. I feel like us buying in, sticking together is what really helped us make that push. And you guys continue to build upon success going into the 2021 season, another incredible season. Early in 2021, you had said year four about to be a movie. It was definitely worth watching all season long. The team definitely showed out every Saturday on game day and you especially. Talk to us about your last season. Last season was fun. It was definitely like a, probably one of the highlights of my life that season. She said, just passed. I joke around about some of my teammates who are in the draft now. Like, man, I wish we could go back in time and just relive the season one more time. And it was it was also a great experience, you know, going to the college football playoffs, playing against former teammates. It was great. And I mentioned when I read your bio, Rome, that you had 19 rushing touchdowns, 20 total. Your 19 rushing touchdowns ended up ranking sixth nationally and then having the 20 total TDs ranked third nationally. Both of those touchdown marks tied the school record set by Michael Warren back in 2018. When you look back upon this season, like what is it about you? What were you doing right to continue to excel and perform each and every week? Uh, just bonding to my coaches, my running back coach, going hard in practice every week and competing with the other running backs. And also, while I'm working hard and doing my best and actually having fun doing it. So, you know, joking around, just hanging out with teammates and that kind of stuff and not just being a clenched fist all day. And so, serious. you know, I, I feel like having fun with your teammates. And Coach Vick did a, a great job of making sure that football wasn't just all work. You know, we, we played a lot. I feel like that was a big part of it's important to have fun as well in what you're doing. Now, this past season, you broke away for three 70-plus yards runs. You've had four in your career. This season had a 75-yarder against Temple, 79-yarder against UCF, and another 79-yarder against Houston in the AAC Championship. How did it feel to have such great runs? It felt great. Sometimes it was unbelievable. When you look at some of those touchdowns, I'm actually looking around because I don't know what to do. Just kind of making sure there's not a flag back there or anything like that. I feel like it was it was great. Looking back on it, it was definitely fun. And you ended up winning the Orange Bowl Player of the Week for your performance against UCF as well. When you look back upon your last season with Cincinnati, what was the most memorable game for you? Probably the AAC Championship. I had told my coach at the beginning of the season that I wanted to win MVP of that game. And then actually winning it and then becoming the MVP of that game was great, I feel like. That was probably one of the best moments during the season. And so let's talk about the CFP playoffs. You guys ended up playing number one ranked University of Alabama. What was that like for you going against guys that used to be on the same team as you? And can you talk about the preparation that went into that game? We prepped like it was any other game. We didn't look at, look at them as superheroes or anything like that. As far as how I felt playing against them, like I said, is another business trip, another game another guaranteed chance to play football for that season with my brothers. Just going into it, I think I was finding any way to win. I wasn't like, oh, my bro, my bro's over there. I was like, man, we got to win this game. So let's fast forward. So you've hung up your college cleats. You're getting ready now for the combine. Talk to us about your combine training or pre-combine training. I know you were down at House of Athlete with Mo, Coach Jones, JB, the entire team. Shout out to all those guys, by the way. But also Coach Seymour with the Running Back Academies. Talk to us about your training with all of those guys. Training was great. Chill, laid back group of trainers and guys. Everybody just kind of chill. 
but they get work done. So kind of like Cincinnati, we out there working, but it ain't so serious. You know, everybody joking, music playing. I feel like it was a great training with those guys. Yeah, those guys are a great group of folks. They get down to business when they need to, but they have fun and they laugh and joke along the way as well. Share with us, like, what were some of the things that you were focused on improving upon during your training time? My 40 start, really mostly my 40 start that I was worried about. I really don't jump out that fast when I was running track in high school. So I knew, like, I'm pretty fast, but my start is not the best. So we worked real hard to get my 40. I stressed about it up until it was pretty much time to go, <laughs> time to run it. And so let's talk about the NFL Combine. You're 40, you ended up running a 4.46. Your vertical jump, 31 inches, broad jump, 118 inches. How did you feel, like, going into having to perform those physical tests, and then how did you feel afterwards? With the day being so long, honestly, I think everybody was on the same page of, I just want to run my 40. And I think everybody was excited and kind of a little tired mentally going into it. Looking back on it, I felt good about my performance. You can always do better. I felt I could have done better. Right now, I feel good about it. But the experience was great. It was fun. Good to meet some of those guys. I met some of them at Senior Bowl. But it's good seeing those guys again. So the combine is not just about the physical tests. You've got measurements, you've got interviews, you've got other things that you're doing while you're there. Like, how was that whole experience for you? That's a great experience. I feel like it helps you show NFL coaches what you can do, who you are, and what you're about as far as interview processes, the actual training. So if a team were to ask you, Rome, why should I pick you over someone else? What would you say? Because I love football. I mean, I'm pretty sure the next guy said he loved football, but... When they did ask me a question, I'd be like, you give me a billion dollars right now. And I would still be in here interviewing, practicing, and training because, I mean, I still want to go to the NFL and I love to play football. It ain't just for the money for me. I've had a lot of pro athletes on my show, NFL guys on my show, and a common thing they talk about is you have to really love the game to be successful at the next level. It's not just about your talent. You have to have that passion for really wanting to be out there and play each and every day. So football will eventually come to an end at some point, hopefully not for quite some time for you. But have you thought about what you want to do after you're done playing ball? I want to go back to my high school and coach high school kids. Don't want to coach at the college level and don't want to coach the NFL level. I just want to coach high school kids. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great way to make an impact on the younger generation. So, Rome, what I want to do now is run you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. My first question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? I like to fish, play video games, sometimes go out here and there, main event. I do a lot of stuff outside of football. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Probably that I like to fish. I think every time I tell somebody I fish or hunt, they look at me like, really? As you were saying that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I would not picture that about you. So I can see how most people are surprised by that answer. My next question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Respectful, funny, and chill. Great three words. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? <laughs> intro by Meat Mill. The next question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? Probably be where my feet are. It's a great piece of advice. I'm going to flip it, though, and ask you, what's the best piece of advice that you would give someone? Have fun. Football not going to last forever, so have fun while you're doing it. That's important to have fun no matter what you're doing. So that's something people should always remember. My next question is, you are hosting a dinner party, and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you pick and why? Three living famous people. Okay. Kendrick Lamar is my favorite rapper. Gotta have Drake. I'm going to bring Beyonce so she can, she can see. That'll be an entertaining dinner party for sure. And I'm glad that you brought a female into it. Most people don't choose any women. So glad to see there's women representation at your dinner party. My last question is, do you sing in the shower? Oh, 
rarely is rare. So as we look to close the show, let people know, where can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? Instagram, Rome813, Twitter, Jerome Ford. Perfect. And we will have both of those in the show notes so people can follow you. Rome, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. It has been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode and you haven't yet done so, subscribe to the podcast and also share it with someone who you think, or actually share it with one, two, or three people that you think might enjoy the episode and the podcast as well. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.